Where are the crew? Here, Here we, we are. are. Oh, we don't stand a chance. And welcome to the Hoovian Review. I am Michael. I'm Shelby. Or Colin be here, matey. And I'm just Dave. And tonight we're going to dive into the legend of the sea devils. Although there is no the at the beginning. I just Legend of the Sea Devils. So it's like there's lots of legends. This isn't anyone extraordinary. I think we can all agree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not not the greatest. We, we are shoved back. The TARDIS is shoved into 1807 China to start off with this one. And then they go back and forth between the further past and 1533. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was just like, uh, too many. It's like too many things going on at the same time. Yeah. I, and honestly, for my like layman's view of history and the region of the world and the time period, they may as well have been like 1807 and 1808. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I don't I don't actually know a whole lot about the two characters and I sadly haven't even looked them up yet. But maybe it's because I wasn't really that interested in them after the story. Um although they were they were decently acted. I'll give them the credit the actors credit. I think I've heard of her before. Madame Ching? Yeah. Yes. I she is I think a pretty famous um Right. Yeah, but is she like, a like, real historical person, or is she like she, she, a King Arthur is, legend of the? No, she know. she's a real person. Um, and like literally, all I know about her is that she was real and she was Chinese and she was a pirate queen, like <laughs> badass. So it really didn't help with any context. She was pretty badass in this. Episode, she was. Too. I mean, something I really like when Doctor Who does is when we have like actual points in history that are actually like in history, kind of like that tunnels episode, and they just make up some like alien stuff that makes it make sense. I like that too. I love, you know, the ex. The, I, I think usually like the flaw of like something sci-fi is that it doesn't actually give you the explanation and just something, you know, like a lightsaber or like a jump, you know, from hundreds of yards onto a ship isn't really explained. But I like when it's used to explain things <laughs> that are out there and are true mysteries. Like that's the way that it should be. I love that. Yeah, when the sea devil actually breaks out of a rope net, you know. Where the heck the doctor and gang got a rope net to capture said sea devil in the period of time where they landed and then walked over to the village is beyond me. How they managed to orchestrate that too in such a small, short time window. Yeah, that was explained. You mean sonic screwdrivers don't automatically animate nets above (laughs) enemies? (laughs) It just doesn't make sense. I mean, it really was. It it was. It was it was too choppy. This whole episode was just very much a scene that that doesn't even lead to another scene. It's just chopped into yet another scene. It's almost like the editor 
didn't know how to sequence everything. Yeah, and I think, you know, a lot of it just wasn't, you know, dug into. There wasn't a, a lot that was, like, explained very well. Like, I, I, I watched this episode twice now. Um, <laughs> Still don't and, know what's going on? And, and yes, like, there's some sort of a power gem that can change all the tides, and it's a problem, and it just kind of happened. Like, <laughs> Actually, you know what bugged me the most about this episode was the Sea Devil's plan. Like, 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 like the plot. You know, their their whole goal was to flood the Earth so they could reclaim what they had once had. Now, they never had the land on Earth. The Silurians had the land on Earth, and the Sea Devils had the sea. The ocean is, like, ma the majority of the planet. Like, like it didn't really, like, make sense what exactly they were trying to get out of this. Honestly, it seemed like just such a one-dimensional motivation of, oh, well, it's we're doing it because it's bad for our enemies and scares them. <laughs> well, yeah, but also the Silurians are their cousins. Why would they want to take them out? Well, I'm just saying, like, 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 why did they feel like they claim, like, they need to reclaim the land? They never had the land. Yeah, they were, they're, they, that's why they're called the Sea Devils. Right. I mean, there's plenty of sea. I mean, yeah, we've like, seen a lot of sea without any Sea Devils. I mean, there's plenty of expansion room already for them. Right, right? and it, it just doesn't really make sense, especially because they've never had motivation to do that they've like, like you said they never like attacked the silurians to try to take over the land or it like i mean it's just never been something is that it just they... this one guy and his pirate ship is, just, is he just like a rogue like a rogue sea devil yeah yeah and his name and he actually has a name he was... makes sense there's there's good people there's they bad people there's good daleks could do there's that. bad daleks well but... not in the past no this is the first time we see them actually flying a ship now well, the no, I mean, that, like, that's changing the tides thing. Could they do that? I don't think they could do that. Um, I mean, I don't recall anything about that. I do know that the Leviathan probably was something that they did have control over, or they have control over larger sea creatures, so that wasn't too far off. I can understand why... Cool. I, I don't understand... I do and I don't understand why they had, uh, um, what's his name, ship, um, uh, Jihan ship. They, they had it fly. Now, I guess if you're going to flood the whole world, yeah, it makes sense that you have something that's well, above the water. I, I don't think that, like, I don't think the ship would sail on its own. It was flying no. because they were using their own True. technology to propel it. True, but that was also something that we never saw the Sea Devils actually have technology for. Yeah, so, like, I yeah, have no they, problem they if they've this... already explained this technology in the past, but to just throw it in there and be like, oh, this is the crux of this whole episode, and we're not going to explain it at all. There's just a gem that does this. Yeah, I mean, it seems like they could ju just make tremendous energy gains for their society with this gem, but instead they, they use it to fly a ship because it scares humans. <laughs> and then flood them. But, you know, uh, yeah, there's some priorities, you know, that aren't, aren't really straight in here. Just like maybe Chris Chibnall's priorities when he, you know, puts on production I will give credit where it's due. The one thing that I noticed right off the bat is that there's a lot of gorgeous uh, cinematography in this episode. Some of the, the imagery with the stars and the sunsets and the, the color that's, that's just all over the planet. You're right. It's like the Leviathan, you know, going under the sea. I mean, it, it was. You're right. That's something that I didn't appreciate on the first pass. After you mentioned it, I couldn't, you know, turn away from it. I mean, even... You know, the, the changing of the stars and things that didn't make sense were still visually stunning. Yeah, they didn't explain that at all, did they? Well, they made a small point Power to jam. like, you're, this is creating all these issues with the stars and stuff, but it, it doesn't explain 
I think it was just kind of, oh, let's make the compasses go down so we can use the fun things in the sky. Yeah, it's just a property of this thing. It seems like Chris Chibnall had a whole bunch of cool ideas, but he wasn't quite sure what to do with them or how to um, kind of meld them together so that they all made sense. It's almost like, and, and one of the problems that Chris tends to have is that he doesn't explain anything. He has the doctor trying to explain things as to, as she what, but what she's explaining is what she's doing in the moment as opposed to actually just doing it. So the dialogue that the doctor has really is almost meaningless and, and doesn't make any sense for her to say half of what she says anyway. She literally looks at Yaz and says, this is what I'm going to do and this is how I'm going to do it. And then she does it. And it's like, uh, okay, thanks for that explanation. <laughs> yeah. It's not it not explaining like what's happening. Yeah, no. It, it, I mean, there are little nods to what could be happening, or little things like that. But the other thing that the Sea Devils had in this episode were like uh, light lit up swords, which looked like almost like lightsabers. I was kind of like, where did that come from? Um, oh yeah, and didn't Dan use one to like knock out all the? Yeah, he just took one swipe and they, all the sea devils fall down. And then, of course, Ji Hun's like, wow, that was pretty good. Where did you learn to do that? <laughs> I, 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 I did like that Yaz dressed Dan up in a ridiculous pirate outfit at the beginning and just like just to mess with him. Uh, we, I, I, I do enjoy this kind of um, unique dynamic that we have going on here where it's kind of like, a ranking of the doctor and Yaz is her second in command, and then like Dan's like Yaz's <laughs> companion essentially. It it's an interesting uh thing about it, but mm, you know, that's not enough to carry an episode. <laughs> no, I, I mean I, I think even in the right context it could be, you know, but I, I don't think things were prioritized correctly. They didn't, you know, spend time on the right things. I mean, we needed those explanations. We need some stop gaps. I mean this is something where you see the preview for this episode and you think, hey, I'm excited. We're returning to some sea devils. There's going to be some melding of pirates with sea creatures. Sounds like it could be an easy slam dunk. Um, but you, you come in and, you know, very quickly, things aren't adding up. It's a beautifully looking sea episode with, you know, surprisingly, you know, nothing below the surface. To be honest, I feel like Ever since Douglas Adams, we haven't had a Doctor Who episode with pirates that turned out well. Well, even, uh, yeah. Even the pirates in the pirate planet weren't all that great. No, that's To true. be fair, any pirate that's in Doctor Who is just pretty much a, a waste of time. <laughs> in in like Enlightenment. Was good. Like, there's a pirate in Doctor Who just the No, in, Enlightenment was good. And that was oh, basically yeah, that's... space pirates. Uh, it's probably degree, part yeah. of the BBC's anti-piracy efforts over the years. <laughs> <laughs> They've realized how important it is to put piracy in a negative light. Well, Madame Ching was a pirate, so technically she was actually probably the best pirate that, that we've had in Doctor Who, so to speak. That, that's fair. Although, I thought it was weird that she, like, invited that, that kid to come on her ship. Like, being a pirate was something that you do if you, like have other options and he was like i'm so excited to be a pirate now well, his dad's dead he doesn't know how to survive or i guess i don't know uh, to be an elite <laughs> pirate under madame ching the pirate queen of the age mm. oh maybe well, not i mean 
I mean, I, they just got all that treasure to give away. Yeah, to get their sons back. Now that yeah, makes what sense. a legendary reputation, though. That that, uh, that stays in the history books. That's a legacy. Jace, you've been pretty quiet. Do you have any? I mean, I don't really have anything to say other than like it was just weird. Like Colin said, like I watched this twice already, and it was just like, okay, dude and rock. Rock gets broken. Crack makes rock dude real. Rock dude has lightsaber. He wants water for <laughs> the whole earth to be engulfed in. Um, and then a shiny orange thing. And then the doctor tells Yaz, I like you, but nah. Yeah, that was a whole thing in this episode. That's a good yeah, I'm surprised we didn't talk about that yet. Um, the final the final moment we've all wanted, um, the doctor addressing, or Yaz and doctor addressing their relationship, and the doctor kind of just, you know, trying to be the doctor, but not being the doctor, instead of just being... Instead, she was more so just cringy. Yeah, what a, what a cop-out. I mean, how, how many times has the doctor seemingly learned this lesson, and then again learned, oh, it's great to trust people and have people close to me. I know, can't I be fixed to someone who was on Duralium right. with River for 24 years. Well, this is where I have a problem, is that the is that the 13th Doctor actually treats Yaz as if she's more important than even River Song. Yeah. And because yeah. and she says to Yaz, you, it was always you. But the problem I have with that is that, no, it wasn't always yeah. you. You had a husband. You're even telling Yaz you had a husband wife. when you were back, or a wife, rather, when you're back, when you were, yeah, I'm getting it mixed up now. Um, I don't were, think she was saying more important. I think she was saying you're on the same level. But that doesn't make sense. Doesn't. Yaz is more just a regular companion, whereas like someone like Rose or someone like um, River, those were companions that the doctor actually did have and had the ability to build up those feelings for as Very true. as they were on screen. That was Very the issue true. with this. They were, I feel like they were kind of, well, they were obviously just giving the fans what they wanted. Like, it was quick, it was rushed, it didn't give us those, like, tingly feelings that we wanted to see. Yeah, it wasn't what I wanted. Yeah, me either. They just did it to do it, and it seemed, it was disappointing. You, you know what I think the problem was? Is I think that if the Doctor was was a man in this, they wouldn't feel the need to, like, circle this all and have the doctor just be so like upfront and willing to like share her emotions and be all like oh yeah you know I really do like you and stuff because no the doctor doesn't admit that the doctor comes like you know a second away from saying it and then turns away and you know or does a you know snarky smile or something like it it's it's always you know in the subtext and they just felt the need to make it explicit just because the doctor's a woman and Yaz is a woman and I feel like that's, you know, actually disrespectful to it and sort of indicating, like, that, you know, that needs more explanation for some reason. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to say what the motivations are, but it definitely wasn't, you know, how you'd expect the doctor to behave. And the relationship that has been painted between these people did not dictate the words that were there. It made it feel empty and shallow. It did. It was empty and shallow, yeah. And I, to Michael's point, like, you you know incredible companion relationships with like Rose for example and this was so much shorter a lot less like I guess emotional and just the doctor <laughs> and Yaz um, it, it, it just wasn't it doesn't feel right I mean it doesn't, if you, all, it doesn't make sense. if you go back to uh, school reunion 
David Tennant, Sarah Jane Smith, and Rosie Venture. He looks at Rose and, and, and Sarah Jane, and he's like, you wither and die. And he brings this emotional impact, how he sees these human beings as kind of almost like ants compared to Time Lords, because they don't live nearly as long. And it pains him greatly, because he does actually fall in love or fall... Or, in, or absolutely enjoys the companionship that he has with us, but at the same time, he can't be the one that's tied down because he knows that eventually he's going to have to give that up, and a lot sooner than they have to give it up because they go, they will pass on. He has to keep going on and on and on with those feelings still intact. And so it makes it makes a very beautiful kind of, melancholy story and bittersweet as well but also that's completely lacking from the interaction that the doctor and Yaz have the doctor is just kind of like well this is how I feel and that's it and there's no emotional value to it and that right there is why Chibnall really missed it with Jody because Jody's a, a phenomenal actress she could have done a lot better with all this emotion Yeah, you can stuff. see her great range, but it seems like she's never fed, you know, the right lines or the right context. She's not given the right, the right direction either. She was basically told, you're going to be a geeky kind of person that doesn't know what the heck they're doing or saying and that you can't figure out how to express any emotion. That's not what the Doctor is. He does actually show a lot of emotion. It's just that it's more contained within and without being spoken. Whereas Jody's Doctor is had all these lines that are just filled with nothing, and it, it takes away from the Doctor's actual character, I think. Yeah. There's potential. Great. There is potential, and I'm not saying that Chibnall is missing ev out on everything. There are some things he has done well. But uh, you in know, this I case, think he'd be great, you know, as a as a you know voice in the writer's room. I think he probably comes up with a lot of great ideas, but in terms of being you know, in charge of the whole cohesive story and all the arcs, you know, it's it's been a disappointment. Well, we only have one left. <laughs> yeah, thank goodness. And should, should we rate this? Definitely. We should definitely rate this. All right, well, I'll, I'll jump right into it. Um, as I said before, you know, it's a, you know, it seems like it'd be a, a, a good episode. It does look beautiful. There's nothing below the surface. <laughs> ironic first the episode um, but here you know I, I think there's like I said there's potential for um, you know goodness in this episode and there was also some cool idea you know bring back the sea devils you know having a pirate element you know even even the flying and the lightsaber sword can be explained a little better and you know there's a, there's a lot going on here but it's too much it doesn't work together and I think we need to come face to face with the truth that this is not a, a good episode. Um, for me, I, I haven't gone this low in, in quite some time, but I'm going to give it a three and a half out of ten. And that might be generous. That's crazy because the rating that came to my mind was uh, four. And I think that Same would be. Dude. Yeah, and I think that was even kind of generous. It's just weird. It was just. It was just much that didn't make sense. And, you know, that's what sci-fi is. A lot of it is, you know, just doing things and kind of filling in the blanks and going with it. Because if sci-fi explained every tiny detail to everything, it wouldn't be boring. Let's be honest. But with this, it was just 
single rating
things happen so quickly and things just happen. And uh, there was some things that were visual and some things that were just over explained audio audibly. So it's just kind of like, it, I don't know. Yeah. Pacing bad. Hopefully he gets the finale. Now, good thing we do know that we do have some recurring characters from the classic era coming back for yes. the next episode. So that should make things interesting. Yeah, and, and once again, it looks like a really nice preview. Um, it's a great preview. It's a great preview, preview, but unfortunately, we cannot rate that based on that. Yeah, we've learned that from uh, this episode for sure. <laughs> well, at least it's just one more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Any rate, well, thank you everyone for listening. Sorry, it's been a little while. Um, we will return in a few weeks, I'm sure. For more. Talk to you then. Bye. Bye. Adios. Goodbye.